ilahe illallah Muhammed Resulullah salli ala Muhammed Assalamu alaikum I'd like to share with you today one of the most important issues in life and that is the experience of death as you all know there is nothing in this existence unless it is got its complementary opposites there is no beginning without an end there is no birth without death you cannot have any understanding of good without some badness and vice versa so all of these complementary opposites balance each other and we as human beings grow to understand, appreciate, respond appropriately to these changes. Generally, there are three major issues that confront human beings in our life. The most important one from babyhood until death is who am I? Who are you? How is it that one moment you are good, one moment not, happy, unhappy, tolerant, intolerant, patient, impatient, awake, sleep, ill, well, what is this? Who are you? In our deen, we are given a fairly clear map as to the lower self and the higher self. In our modern language, we say the lower is the ego and the ever-changing, all of the other animal tendencies, fear of life, survival, fear of death, all of these things is in the lower self. And the higher is a ruh that continues after departure from the body. So we have a clear map in our deen that every human being is وَنَفْسٍ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا You have the lowest self which is destructive and you have the higher self which is ever constructive, ever alight and is not subject to space and time. It's forever. It's eternal. So the first question that every one of us is challenged with all of our life is given to us as a map. Now there is a difference between having a map and driving along that map. And even more of an important issue is that you have the highway code. You know how to drive along the map. So who am I is life's practices. The other one is who is the essence? What is it? Who is Allah? Where is He? And what is He? Again, in the Quran and our deen, we are given that it is beyond the beyond, and yet Allah's nur encompasses everything in the universe. This is the mysterious puzzle of the sacredness. That Allah is beyond our comprehension beyond boundaries, beyond attributes, beyond the possibilities of the mind, which is a creative thing to imagine it. And yet, there is no possibility in the entire cosmos without that nur or aspects of that nur that does not hold it together and unify it as the universe is. And the third issue, which is the talk of today, is what is this thing that I will experience, everybody will experience, called death? And how can I cope with it? How can I be prepared for it? How can I in every way go through that barrier of genuine human concern that the Quran also confirms it, that all of us are afraid of it. All of us are concerned about it. And 
وجاءت سكرة الموت بالحق ذلك ما كنت منه تحيد and the sakra and the, and the disturbance and the drunkenness of the moment of death when it comes Allah describes it to us that that is what you were as a human being avoiding because we got familiar with life on earth we got familiar with the body we got familiar with the mind we became familiar with our biographies we became familiar with the actions we are doing I'm doing good work, this work, that work but that state of the interspace between experiencing life in the body and going beyond the body is that which the Quran says that is something that nobody welcomes because we don't know it. You only welcome somebody or something or an experience that you know. Say, I like that, it was a nice tasty food, give it to me again or something. We have not experienced it. That is why today's talk is about experiencing, practicing death before death. Now, the word mot in Arabic has got many other connotations. The most important, the most common, the most general one is to perish. Then it is to abate also. And it is to suppress as well. Also the word obsolete is that as well. And subside. Now, all of these connected with the same root word of mata yamutu, mawata. It's a very rich Arabic root of the term. The ayah tells us, كل من عليها فانن كل شيء هالكن إلا وجهه These are ayahs in the Quran. Say, whatever there is that you can discern will disappear. Nothing will remain except the light that is emanating from your Creator. وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ and then we are told that that reality from which all other realities, including birth and death and all of these other things, is that encompasses everything. It is Allah who is the evident or evidence or light or appreciation is designed and created by Him. And what is the beginning and what is the end and what is appearing, and what does not appear, all of it emanates from the one and only Creator. Allah Azza wa Jal is the first, is the last, is that which appears, is that which is beyond our comprehension, and as we always term, as the unseen. Then we are given the story of the cycles. See, these three issues I mentioned, who am I, who is Allah, and what is death are different issues, but they are totally interconnected. And that is why the ayahs of the Quran I'm going to share with you and the prophetic teaching lace them together. They are different issues, different facets of the same puzzle. Because who am I? You say, I am this alive, this biography, but you will die. You know what death is? I said, no, I'm not sure. I have not experienced death. But all of this has come from the one and only creator. Do you know who he is? Well, I have some idea. So the three questions totally relate and are interconnected, but they are separate ones. Anything that is alive... The first cell a few hundred million years ago that we consider life began, it was non-existent. Life did not occur until 
this amazing chemistry and physics took place and from it other cells began, from it procreation began and all of the amazing involvement and development which resulted in the most complex which we call human beings, us. We have a brain, we have a mind and we want to go beyond the mind. This is the ultimate dilemma. We are caught in this prison of space and time and we want to go beyond the stars, beyond the cosmos, or beyond any boundaries. And then Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us, كل نفس الموت. Dhawq is a very important Arabic, Arabic term. Taste. It's different when you describe honey, and it's sweet, and it is this, and it is that, and it that. But it's quite different from when you actually taste it. The same thing is higher consciousness. It's all right we talk about a baby is conscious of his fingers, of his red, and, and a mature person is conscious of his memory and his mind and is also conscious of circumstances and conscious and conscious. But it's something else when you and I have tasted an aspect of ultimate consciousness, supreme consciousness. Call it God consciousness. It is a dhawq, it's a taste. There are dozens of researches and books written, especially the last 20-30 years, on near-death experiences. They often call it NED. The interesting thing about near-death experience, people have had a major shock, major accident. And they often describe the experience as going into a light into a tunnel of light, into whatever, whatever. So this is not important. What is most important is that most people who have had near-death experience, people around them, people who knew them, say there has been a major shift in their personality, in their conduct, in their behavior, implying that that person who was like you and I, conditioned consciousness, limited consciousness, self-aware consciousness, self-concerned about survival, has touched upon a zone that is more superior to this level of consciousness. Now, this is the essential topic that I want to share with you about the prophetic teaching of die before you die, or a much more commonly quoted one that Human beings are asleep. When they die, they will become awakened or alert or will be conscious. Intibah is attention, consciousness, focus. The Prophet says people are asleep. That means this world that you and I call often as real is only an illusion, is only a veil to some other reality. Now, why do we call the other reality more important? We call it more important because it's everlasting. It is not subject to space and time. Every one of us in this world have experienced pain, toothache. But, you know, as a, an adult, as a, somebody who is mature, you say, all right, I have a bad toothache, but don't worry. We'll do something about it, and within a week it will go, and I'll forget it. 
So because our problems, as well as our pleasures, are subject to time. That is why even when you are having a good time, there is a slight measure of sadness that it will pass. It will change. The, the bills will come in, and the wife will complain, and the sons will cry, and this and that, and the car will give up, or whatever. So it is not durable. What we are all looking for is self-sustaining and durable joyfulness. That is why we are often reminded by numerous teachings and of course the ayahs of the Quran that what will come later is real life. So this is a sample of preparation for the return to where it is no longer subject to space or time. It is eternal. Allah It's Allah who has brought about this wave of cosmic creation. Then there is growth in it and evolution. Rizq is provisions, growth, evolvement, development. And then we all, all experience death. Then there will be life again. After leaving the body, the ruh continues. Maybe after a short period of distraction, difficulty, because we and I have been used for all of these years that I am this and I am that and I can move my finger and I can. you know when you lose an arm you become disturbed and very affected and very sad and so what about losing the entire thing and the brain and the mind and the biography so it is the major shock so that is why the more we practice it the more we are ready for this most natural most important most real episode that every one of us in the kamayyutum wa annahum nobody is spared it every human being will experience this transition to another zone another level of experience so therefore the more we are open minded to it open hearted to it and practice it all of our ibadat are practicing that Take the so-called five pillars. All of them hinge upon disappearing or giving up or turning away from that which you are used to. The wonderful experience, if you like, of intention that is now coming soon is Hajj. You leave behind all of your comfort zone. You leave behind all that which you are used to. You make your will and you leave behind not knowing at your heart at least, whether you will return or not. In the past, many people would stay long enough in Mecca and Medina to hopefully die there. It was a big thing that if somebody, some families or others had members dying whilst on Hajj. So, outwardly it is inconvenient. Here you take on also a garb that takes away any distinction. Nobody knows who you are. You can't show off your Rolex wash or your Mercedes car or whatever. You're now in, a, in almost like a shroud that you can be buried in, two pieces of cloth. So all of our ibadat, as far as the outer is concerned, they are restrictive, constrictive, and could be even regarded as inconvenient. But as far as the inner is concerned, they are the most important to let the inner life in you. What is inner life in you? Your ruh. 
to be dominant. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Gilani says, "Ikhruj nafsika wal khalqa min qalbik, take out yourself and creation from your heart." وَهَذَا لَا يَأْتِي بِصِيَامِ الْيَوْمِ وَقِيَامِ الْلَيْلِ And this will not come to you by simply being all the time fasting during the day and staying up all night. بَلْ بِطَهَارَةِ الْقَلْبِ وَصَفَاءِ الْأَسْرَارِ This will come to you only when your heart is purified and your innermost is transparent. The Prophet ﷺ says, Mutu qabla anta mutu. Die before you die. Be ready to give up that which is not yours. Who guaranteed you that you will be 70, 80, 90, 100 or whatever? Who told you that the air goes in and it may not come out? Are you ready joyfully to give that which has been loaned to you? Are you ready to go into the next phase which is the most natural, rather than avoiding it and saying, don't talk about it. That is why people of Allah, people of Islam, Iman, Ihsan, we welcome the discussion of death. Because it's coming any minute. And it is natural and we are prepared in that there isn't anything more you can do for it. You've done what you can with your family, with your relatives, with your friends. You've done what you can for yourself. You're ready to give it up to the higher self, which is your true self. Then again, the Prophet ﷺ says, one of his teachings, أُخْرُجُ الدُّنْيَا مِنْ قُلُوبِكُمْ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَخْرَجَ مِنْهَا أَبْدَانِكُمْ Shaykh Abdul Qadir Al-Gilani is not talking from himself. He's repeating the prophetic teaching. And so are the great masters. There's nothing new. They live the Qur'an. They live the way of the Prophet. Shaykh Abu Hassan al-Shadri says, if for a second I don't see myself in the presence of the Prophet, I consider myself dead. So the, the prophetic teaching says, take out from your heart the love of this world before your body leaves you or leaves the heart. And then he repeatedly also says, Udhkurul mawta hadimul ladhat. Ladhat are worldly pleasure. He says, if you remember death, it will destroy these silly little worldly pleasures. It is like that of the lower self. Any of the nafs al-lawama, nafs al-ammara, these are dreadful, you know, they, they will regret it. But we want the joy of the higher self, of nafs al-mutma'inna, nafs al-radiyah, and nafs al-mardiyah. They are higher in the state of resonance with the nur of Allah which is in our soul. And then again another prophetic teaching, مَنْ أَمَاتَ نَفْسَهُ وَأَحْيَا قَلْبَهُ فَقَدْ سَلَكَ السَّبِيلِ He who has, has squashed the lower self, the ego, the love that, the self that wants always to be acknowledged, the high profile, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I am the great this? The status, that means... The sajda has not been perfected. The sajda requires the presence of your heart and the absence of the heart from anything else and you go into your prostration, into oblivion. It's not for no reason that drunkenness and alcohol and drugs, the biggest industry in the world, oblivion, meaning they want to turn away 
from the world the ups and downs. We all know that that which comes up will also go down. So it is not durable. It is not sustainable. We want something that lasts. As the story of beautiful Nabi Allah Ibrahim is when he makes the allegory of the sun and says, this is a wonderful thing. Life is not there without the sun. I'll worship it. But when it disappears because the earth turns, see how much egocentric we are. We say the sun has come up. The sun neither comes up nor goes down. It's the earth turning around itself. We're egotistic. Everything is from me. You see, every, every me is a me. For, and for hundreds of years we thought the earth was the center of the earth. The center of the universe. And when Copernicus said it, you know, they destroyed everything about him. And it was only 10 years ago that the Pope visited him in Poland. And it's only 20 years ago, 18 years ago, when the Vatican apologized about punishing Galileo. Look at us, we are all... So now we are learning that the whole galaxy we have is a tiny little insignificant galaxy amongst 100 billion galaxies. And every galaxy has over 100 billion stars. Put things in perspective. And here we think, I am so important, I built this mosque. We have done no sajda. If you truly disappear in your sajda, then you are recharged. In qubilat qubila ma siwaha, the Prophet says, if your salat is accepted, meaning if your salat has given you a recharge into your nothingness and into the presence of the lights which have emanated from the source of everythingness. This is who we are. We have a spark of the divine light. And our business in this life is to balance humanity with divinity, ever present. So the question of tasting death, being ready for death, is key issue in us being fully, if you like, completed. We consider our Prophet, Prophet ﷺ, as al-insan al-kamil. The completed person. Completing his humanity. We're all subject to ups and downs and night and day and, and forgetfulness. Every one of us. We're subjected to these things as human beings. This is a wonderful gift that humbles us. But every one of us also is gifted with a spark of light that is beyond description, beyond measure, not subject to this prison that you and I and everyone else is called the prison of the body and the mind. The prison is a wonderful, if you like, nursery for us to learn from and realize that it is the stepping stone towards that that is boundless. That is the mi'raj of the moment. The mi'raj of the Prophet ﷺ is the archetype of the mi'raj that you and I and every one of us can experience by disappearance through willfulness. Through the will that I'll have no thought. I will now put my head down and go into another zone of consciousness. So here we have this wonderful example also challenges people to say, no, I am superior. There are four ayahs repeated which tells us this story. قُلْ إِنْ كَانَتْ لَكُمُ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَالِصَةً 
It appears in Surah Jum'ah, which I am reciting for you now. Also it appears in another Surah. Say, if you truly are totally committed to the next life, that you are more superior, the specific historical reason was the Jews. They said, we are the God-chosen people. But it applies to all human beings. If you really think you are very special, فَتَمَنَّوا الْمَوْتِ Then, accept that. Expect that. Desire that. And the next ayah with it says, وَلَنْ يَتَمَنَّوْنَهُ أَبَدًا How can you desire something you haven't experienced? How can you desire another zone unless you have had near-death experiences or you have moved constantly into a zone of consciousness that is the ultimate calibration of worldly, earthly consciousness. Then again, we have these wonderful ayahs about those who have died in the way of Allah, in jihad. In the way of Allah, jihad also, bigger jihad or smaller jihad. It's according to your intention. We have wonderful teachings that he who leaves their home in the morning and according to their intention, if it is a business or if it is a woman to find or whatever, it is according to that and your death will be according to what is in your heart. That is why we are constantly reminded by all of the great prophets. The issue is about purifying your heart. Purify your heart. How do you purify your heart? لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحَبُوا Give that which you want to keep. Are you ready to give up that? It's not yours. Your body is loaned to you. What about the other things? Are you willing to give it? Otherwise, it is in your heart. And whatever is in your heart will compete with the nur of Allah. Allah Azza wa says, I cannot be in the heart, I cannot illumine, or the ruh will not shine if there are other debris in it. And most of the teachings of the great prophets, of the great awliya, is the practice of generosity. Give, give, serve. You want to keep it, give it. Your time is very precious, give it to somebody else. The most precious. So that your heart doesn't harbor anything except trust, except certainty. All of the great Sufi practices of die before you die and the khalwa and the, and the words that have been used extensively by the Sufis such as fana, such as baqa after fana, ongoingness after death, all of them imply moving from a zone where space and time are prominent, they are the frame that imprison us, space is the outer frame and time paints within that frame the movement that I think I can move. Ibn Arabi summed it up. If you do not have Tawheed al-Af'al, seeing the oneness of all actions, you will never see the oneness of all sifat. And therefore you cannot talk about Wahdat al-Zat. So all of us are caught in that frame. If you and I cannot occasionally step out of that frame, willingly, by will and by Allah's rahmah, into a zone of oblivion, perfect stillness, utter peace. We are only talking about it without it coming from the heart. It's a big difference when somebody emanates from your tongue but is backed by your heart.
and rather than other things that it is simply haranguing people and talking and talking it doesn't touch anywhere that is why so much of the teachings doesn't reach people's heart because it's not emanating from a living also experienced heart that is the difference and then we have the ultimate teaching or those of you who have trust and faith that Allah is here, Allah is there, Allah is everywhere. There is la ilaha illallah. Wherever you turn is the root of it, the source of it, the essence of it is the same one. Answer Allah. Answer what? Allah's call. What is Allah's call? Don't see other than me. Don't trust other than me. Don't have any tawakkul other than on me. Don't have any tafweez, reliance on other than me. Doesn't mean you deny all the other human beings. But they are also themselves means. They don't have independent power. We're all dependent upon the one and only power. The only true independent is Allah we are all dependent. So is the entire cosmos. Or oh, those of you who have trust and faith in that you will come to know. Answer Allah's call and his prophet. Rasul. Key word here. When you are called to that which is going to give you life. It means that our life now is approximate life. Say I am alive. It's proximate. Who are you? I. Can you say it when you die? I. What? Life is forever. And the spark of it is in you. It continues. So the ayah says, uh, Surah Al-Anfal, ayah 24, those of you who have trust and faith, answer Allah's call and His Prophet that He is calling you to that which is going to give you eternal life. That means this life is first level of consciousness, personal consciousness, survival consciousness. But if it doesn't lead to arrival, then I am half. I have not completed it. And everyone has to do it to themselves. Nobody can give it to you. You and I and he and she have to claim it. How? Turning away from distractions. Turning away from the hurly-burly, up and down, and I have more work and more. Who gave you that work? Isn't saving yourself from yourself the most important work? Why can't we do that alongside? So this is the whole issue of die before you die. Die from that which is not true into that which is ever true. And when the power comes, everything else also is empowered. And thank you very much. Wassalamu alaikum. On strap me.